Welcome to Eshelbel. You're about to hear a story written as the cast discovers it themselves. You'll soar over the Halford Mountains, the famed reserves at Brule, and the remains of the Wishara buried in burning sand. When you visit this podcast, you step foot into an entirely new world. This is a world of magic and science, war and peace, intrigue and crusades. Part game, part hangout, part epic story. This is the sound of Eshel Bell Tolls. All right. So quick recap. You guys have just walked out of the temple at Brule after your interactions with Jeffrey there. You are now following one of the emissaries of what appears to be the upper echelons of Brule itself. And as told by Quill, this is... Basically, in her words, this is the, how did I say it? Silver-plated high chair seat next to the actual throne of Rule. This is a very important person you're following. In fact, every soldier that has seen you, they've got a beat on you. They're watching you, and they are watching intently. But they do nothing. They do not approach. They hardly even gesture for their weapons. They're just watching. You guys are now moving up the path, up the hill. Your footsteps heavy, seemingly heavier. It seems like the path ahead of you stretches long as you realize you're about to walk back into the bee's nest, essentially. As you just stole from the federal level reserves of the nation of Malbanara, which is where Brule resides. As you're walking up these hills, you're seeing and smelling something up ahead of you. I'm going to have either of you choose to roll to observe this using your mind or soul stats. Give me the total roll if you had a crit then let me know what the crit is and then your total. I got a five in total. Okay. Uh, I got a four total. Okay. So, Hobbit, you see carts. Carts up ahead of you at the outer walls of the Brilliant Palace. And you see soldiers lifting material into the backs of these carts. There's probably four or five there in a line. Teams of horses are walking past you. Now you hear the... (laughs) With these very high-budget sound effects. (laughs) Um, They're clomping past you. They're fine horseshoes, brulean garb. And you see the soldiers again watching you. And you see that these are pieces of stone that they're carting away. 
Now, that's what Ophelia sees. Jericho, you're able to look ahead and you... What stat did you roll with, by the way? Instinct. Instinct? The wind catches and it blows a scent into your nose, something acrid, like smoke. But it's more than that. It's it's very much like what you were smelling as you were fleeing Brule the night before. Like the fireworks. And as you near, you're not going into the barracks. But you see the charred bricks that are being shipped away from where Brechter detonated his bomb to allow you to escape. And that's when, Ophelia, you feel a raindrop line your cheek. And it begins to rain. Well... You're still... Go ahead. As if this day couldn't get any hard. Bit poetic, honestly. Yes, I guess you could say that. Um... Um, can Jericho try to take like a small pebble from one of those charred up stones? I will say yes. How big are we talking? Like thumbnail, fist sized? Oh, just about a thumbnail. Nothing bigger than okay. like the pad of a finger. Okay. So I imagine you stoop down at some of it's. It's not hard to take from the rubble. Like there's. There's shrapnel everywhere around here. And you're you're you know they probably won't get to the, the finer detail stuff until later. They're just removing the larger debris. They've probably been at this overnight. And you you see that this is probably the last of the debris. And even now you're starting to see more people uh kind of running back and forth, messengers that are carrying orders, and you you can with your instinct raw, I'll let you know this. Um, you actually overhear conversation. You can kind of parse together orders, mines, masons, quickly. Little little tiny phrases, but you can kind of parse together. They're probably finding another quarry to begin replacing the stone that was damaged. But you pick up this little pebble and you, I assume you put it in your pocket. Yeah. Okay. Ophelia, what are you observing all of this? And I, I would imagine that unless he was hiding it, you saw Jericho pick up that stone as well. What are you feeling right now? I'm very nervous. Kind of feels like I'm kind of worried that we're about to die. <laughs> so uh, as we're walking, I'm going to... Uh, Keep an eye out for any uh, escape routes. That sounds great to me. Um, I'm going to have you... Go ahead. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to have you actually roll for me right now. I'll probably have you roll twice more. But roll for me either... I would say awareness or smarts. 
just to be looking around. Uh, I'm going to go with aware. Okay. That's another four. Four. So you're looking, you're trying to not be too uneasy as you're approaching this. You're following the curtails of this red clad Damascus metal armored man with, he's got like this major Draco Malfoy. If he had grown up in the medieval ages vibe. And you're following him in, and all you really see are the walls of the pro- the palace proper. They rise probably 30 feet above your head. High above, you see one or two helmets peeking out over the top, looking down at you as you enter. And speaking of enter, you see ahead of you, the man, this, this blonde-haired man, raises a hand and cries out, Open! And you feel these are heavy doors. It literally causes the air to tremble when they first... They are rolling across the ground. These are fortified doors. From the outside, it looks like this should not be bigger than it is. This is a fortress. And Brule already has an outer wall that is comparable to this one, except that the outer wall is probably 10 feet, 20 feet shorter. Now, you are going through this wood door, and you see that these are thick. There, You saw no windows in these walls as you were approaching. And the only way back out now is the path that led you here. There is a much steeper incline that has led you to these doors, and it is a concentrated and focused path. You get the feeling that that is by design so that if invading forces were to come, they would be forced and bottlenecked into this position and then taken out by archers above. Hmm. Do you continue following? Yes. Jericho? He'd stop for a moment to kind of take it all in. He definitely feels like he's kind of going into the viper's nest, so to say. But he really doesn't have much other option. If he wants to find out what's truly going on with his gods and with Mahajimit, I mean, the only way through would be through to, to the castle. And who yeah. knows, he might gain some form of favor with the king, maybe could get some help. Yeah. I want you to make another aware roll, both of you. Specifically aware? Specifically aware. Uh, one. Is that a crit? Um, no, it's a two minus one. Got it. Uh, I got a five. Okay. Ophelia, you get the sense that the man who's guiding you has not changed pace and indeed has not even acknowledged that Jericho has stopped moving. But the soldiers have. They are not reaching for their weapons, but they are watching. And in fact, before they would watch you as they were accomplishing their tasks, a handful of them closest to you have stopped moving altogether and are waiting. Uh, I'm going to do a wee uh, half step back and uh, just kind of tug on Jericho's hand. Um, yeah, sorry, sorry. <clears throat> yes, sorry, let's just... 
Oh, boy, this is certainly something, isn't it? Uh, no, yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. The rain is coming down in sheets. And even with your cloaks, you actually hear Quill is still with you. She shudders to herself as she has tried to you know, disguise herself again. She shudders underneath her new cloak. <laughs> it's, it's thick, but it's starting to get to her. It's coming down hard. Let, let and us try to get some cover. Let's go now. I would say that you, you managed to catch up to this man as he approaches a set of tall, finely crafted wood doors. Double doors. They reach high above your head, Jericho, which means it would be very high for Ophelia. And you just stand there a moment. The man ahead of you doesn't look behind you. He doesn't even move. You can't even tell if he's really breathing. And that's when Ophelia presses out from between the two of you, leans in, I have to remember the accent because it's been a little while. <laughs> so what are we waiting for? A, a, a rainy day? Well, it's here. So let's go. It's kind of cold, you know? And then you see it kind of shuffle a little bit. You wouldn't like a lady standing out here in the cold, would you? She is totally milking it and I don't think that Jericho would understand that Ophelia definitely would mm -hmm. eh, perhaps they mean for us to uh, perhaps they mean to keep us out here long enough for us to get sick if you don't mind I am trying to compose the spell to unlock the door and that's when you actually realize he wasn't breathing normally. He was speaking under his breath. And that is when you see his hands start to rotate. As It's as if he is holding a ball between his hands and rotating them clockwise with his right hand on top, left on bottom, <clears throat> rotating both around as if he's grabbing an enormous doorknob. Oh, right. Sorry. Carry on. I don't need your permission... And that's when you hear a great mechanism has just dropped into place. And that's when the doors, rather than going inward, they slide to either side, scraping stone and wood together. Enter. And that's what he will stride inside. Quill will. Nope. I'm going to see something real quick. <laughs> what is the story telling us now? Oh, no. Oh, no. Quill, in a, a look that she has not given you, that you are not familiar with, she turns to look at Jericho. And holds your eye. And for the first time in your relationship to her, you see a twinge of panic. 
Jericho will try to give his best to a reassuring smile, right? Um, he has to try to show her that even through false bravery, if it is, that they have to have faith everything will be okay at the end. We don't know what's going to go on in there. The fact that we were not assaulted outright says that they want something from us. So they're not going to harm us. And he'll just try to give her a reassuring look to convey as much emotion from that as possible. I want you to roll me a social role with a stat that you feel would accomplish some kind of empathy, reassurance, confidence. I'm thinking it could be instinct. It could even be drive. Mm -hmm. Now, if you look at your stats, those have shifted around a bit. So make sure you familiarize yourself with how those are reading now. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's a crit. What, what stat was that? It was instinct. Instinct? Yes. So a total of nine. Total of nine, yes. You see her fear melt a little bit. And with the interactions you've had over the past few days, especially that excellent role play that we had with our first session, I'm going to let you know that she has just advanced from neutral to friendly. Meaning Ooh. that this character will view you positively. She will be amicable and willing to engage in cooperative interactions. Perfect. That is a benefit that the party enjoys together. Um, but of course, you as kind of the, the spearhead on that are able to push that further if you would like. To push that progress further. Um, as of right now, there are seven stages. She was at neutral, which is the fourth, and now she's at the fifth. The last two are allied, meaning that she could come and go with the party, or devoted. So I'll let you play with that. I'll let you play to that if you like. Mm -hmm. She gives you a very slight nod. It's almost like she's not trying. She has this air of pridefulness to her that she is having a hard time holding with the amount of comfort that you just gave her but she tries to nod at you while resisting the urge to show any weakness at the same time and then she ducks inside I'm guessing that Jericho would follow quickly in suit he does not want to get drenched Hobbit would you agree? Uh Yes, I'm also going to be very close behind. Okay. The minute the three of you step through the doors, you hear the doors behind you rumbling closed, and it takes much less time to do so. You feel that these doors are spring-loaded in the event of an invasion or an attacking force. You know that this is the pinch point and that the only... This is essentially designed for the people of Brule to make a quick escape to safety in the event of a swift invasion from an opposing army. It, it is the building, the city is designed with a lot of thought put into the safety and well-being of its people. And with that, you're able to start taking in your surroundings. You see long trails, flags that come from the walls 
There were two on either side of the doors you walked in, and there are two on the far side of this hall. The building itself looks like a giant cube. But from this entryway, it's it's very thin. It's probably 30 feet wide from wall to wall and 60 feet deep. And that is not the deepest that you know this building will go. It is It is massive. At the far end, you see two grand staircases that seem to go up in either direction, beginning from the the ground floor and circling around as if an invisible pillar was in between them. And as they both converge at the top, it divides again in either direction on a balcony that overlooks this area. In the center of those winding staircases is a fountain, a fountain that is not on. It is, it is dry. There's, there's nothing there. And in the pool, in, in the place where it should be spitting water, is a statue of Feyre. And she stands with her arms outstretched up to the sky together, palms together, as if she's cradling something. And you would imagine that it's from her hands that springs the actual water that should be filling this. I want you to make either instinct or awareness rolls. So both are strong suits. Yep. That is another crit. (laughs) Oh, dice are rolling hot tonight. That's great. Well, mine is also a crit. Let's hey! go! So I, I love that. This, this storytelling is perfect for this. You both are so in tune with your senses and with your deeper spiritual feelings that you clue into a sensation as you're advancing. And you both feel it. It's, it's, it's kind of the feeling that you get when you know that a train is passing by without hearing it. And it's not even that the ground is shaking. You just feel a change in pressure in the room. And it comes and you feel that pressure shift. What you should feel is like the bassy drum, some kind of impact doesn't come with it though. It's weird. And then it subsides. And that's when you see a jet of water shoot out about three feet from the hands of Feyre and shower down into the pool. And you realize, because this is a coastal city, that even so high above the waves, the surf is so powerful, the tide so high, that it is shooting water and venting into this atrium. Nature is one beautiful, scary thing. Agreed. Mr. Um, was it Jeffrey? Jeffrey was the idiot at the temple. I wouldn't call him an idiot, but... Uh, oh, I will and I shall. Get on with it. Um, who are you again? <sighs> and he turns away from you and walks up the left-hand stairs. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. I, 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 and he's just like, run to try to catch up to him. <laughs> He's still moving. 
So, Mr. You, you never... <laughs> you never really told us, like... Is there any procedures that we have to follow? I only know that the king has asked you to come visit with him. If you have a problem or grievance or some other complaint, please save it. I'm not in the mood. Yes, I gathered that, Mr. But what I am trying to figure out, is there any sort of etiquette we should try to hold ourselves to? Oh, no. And this at this point, he finally turns and looks you in the eye, and he's actually smirking at you. Oh, no. No, approach the king of Brule, only the superpower of this side of the continent, who's provided the economic means to establish Malbanara as the world superpower. Oh, no, waltz right in and provide yourself as the idiot that you are. And in so doing, affirm to him to me and to all of Malbanara that you were stupid to attempt to steal from us. Those are my sentiments. Now, forgive me that. That is the only time I will have before we speak with the king himself. He is the one that wishes to speak to you. He is the one that will give you his mind. But for now, and now he's turned around again, I have spoken mine, and we'll start walking up the stairs to the top and hang a left. Jericho's going to mutter to himself, well, now I can see why your mother named you. Right, you peddled in his parge this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Just make sure you don't say that in front of the king. <laughs> and at this point, after an awkward silence, and as you guys are following, Quill will kind of lean to you both. So does that mean we're literally not supposed to do anything? Or can we do what we want? No, no, like, no, 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 just... no, no, no. Quill, Quill. So uh, <laughs> take it as someone who has spoken to foreign royalty a long time ago. Uh, you have to, what's the saying? You, you have to kiss their butt. So like, not, not like literally, but you have to act submissive. <sighs> Even if it is just an act, trust me, I know it's tiring, but it has to be done. You have to grant them the respect of their position, even if it is someone that we don't necessarily like or not know much about. If that will be trouble, then I can do the speaking. You don't have yeah, to. Yeah, please do, please do. And you can see she's like grimacing as if she's just eaten something that was a few days too old. <laughs> don't worry. I have experience in this. I'm sure Ophelia has done the same or knows what to do as well. You do not have to um, interject if you do not want to. Yes and no. I've dealt with rich types before, but um, kind of uh, I had to throw someone out of the tavern, throw someone out of the pub. <laughs> like right before I left, it was a whole, it was a whole thing. That sounds awful. But uh, anyways, yeah. However you think you should be <laughs> speaking towards a king, that's how you do it. Right, so everyone mind your P's and Q's, and let's try to get through this with our heads still attached. Uh, preferably, yes. I would agree with that, yes. And the three of you follow this gentleman, Mr. <laughs> <laughs> you both follow him to the left into another tall door. This one's shorter than the entry door. Um, and this one enters in as well. Um, as you're going, you are able to 
see paintings, you're able to see art, sculpture, um, knight's armor that's been put on stands nearby. You know, a typical like Gothic cathedral castle. It's a Renaissance castle. And you enter these doors and realize that you have just come into another hall. And this one is odd. You didn't see it approaching from the path outside of the castle. But here there's a broad, broad, beautifully intricate glass window pane that provides light to the room. And it distills down, reflecting off of gold-trimmed red banners again. Even with the clouded skies outside, and as you hear the pitter-patter of rain against that glass, that shimmering of the water falling in sheets and falling down that glass actually causes the light that passes through to interplay with the gold that reflects into the room, and it looks as if you are swimming through waves of bronze into the room. You see that your path is lined by a red rug, almost not quite velvet, more burgundy. And you walk forward and the rug, especially knitted to curve in an L shape. So you turn to the left once more. You know that you're now facing back over the city of Brule, even though no windows here provide a view there. But directly in front of you, 20 yards away, is the throne. Now, I want you to picture... What is the feeling that you, as players, think outside of your character for a moment not really knowing much beyond word of mouth from a trusted source. Their opinion kind of swayed you and all of this together. If you were to meet a person like Homelander, or if you were to meet a character like Omni-Man from Invincible sitting on that throne, this man has a cropped up hairstyle. He has a thick mustache that covers the top of his his top lip, his eyes are piercingly blue. And he reclines on his throne. He looks pretty fit. He's not an indulgent king. He's wearing red robes. And he's just kind of slouched on that throne underneath thick eyebrows that rest a little too close to his eyes to the point where it looks like he's perpetually glaring. Now, you as players, I mentioned Homelander and Omni-Man. How would you feel if you essentially saw an evil Superman staring you down? A mixture I'm a bit scared. Of... <laughs> a mixture of dread and pure contempt. You approach and you follow Mr. Uh, up to the front. It's going to be his, it's going to be his name. It's canon now. Um, <laughs> no, it's not his name, guys. Come on. You can call him that. It's fine. Um, he finally makes a right-hand turn 
and steps out of your way, holding out his arm and beckoning you walk closer as, let me double check here, as he declares, Hoth's God, King Caius of the Seventh Son. And at that point, you stand before him. Do you guys do the awkward, like, hey, get up here, stand on a line? Like, or do you just, like, quietly kind of assume the position so that all of you can see him together? I'd imagine the latter. Yeah. Okay. Quill bumps into uh, Ophelia with her knee by accident and almost falls over. <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. No, it's fine. It's fine. <clears throat> Jerrica would give kind of a proper monastic bow slash salute or some way to gesture revenance and respect towards the king. I want you to specify that. Don't just make it monastic. Mm -hmm. I want you to tell me how. So he would clasp both of his hands together with his fingers interlocked between each other. And while still keeping eye contact with the king, he would kind of lower his torso towards the ground in a way that shows the um, discipline of his teachings, but also still heralds the respects that he is. Yeah. Ophelia, what are your thoughts? Um, Ophelia's probably just going to give a sort of off, kind of awkward uh, half bow, <laughs> trying not to fall over in the process. The two of you are confusing Quill, and she's like trying to look at the king, but also like look at the two of you from the corner of her eye. She bows, she holds her hands together, and then she drops her hands before her legs. Then she bows. She kind of glances at the two of you again, stands up straight when you stand up straight. I give her a very subtle thumbs up. <laughs> I'll edge myself a little closer to Quill so that she can see me in her peripherals. Okay. So at this point, Jericho, you'll be in the middle of the two girls. I must say I do appreciate the sentiment, the king says. And he'll adjust himself to sit up a little straighter. Now, I am Caius. He seems like he struggled to figure out what to say there, but he's decided on his name. I do hope that you were not maligned on your way to our chambers here. You honor us with such thoughts, my king. We had a very safe and peaceful journey to your chambers. Your right hand is very competent in what he does and has made sure that no harm would befall us in any way, shape, or form. Ophelia, you're standing about 10 feet away from that man. And you're close enough and your awareness is high enough that you don't even have to roll this. He doesn't move with this praise. But he does offer a little smirk. I 
must say I am conflicted. The king will lean forward with his elbows on his knees and he interlocks his fingers in front of him. There's something very paternal about how he's holding himself. He kind of narrows his eyes at you, Jericho. What can you tell me about the thieves who stole no less than 27,000 imperial credits from the Brulean Reserve? I can tell you that their motives were all different. Some wanted only the tale of being the ones to successfully rob from the treasury of Brule. Some saw it only as business. Some saw it as another passage of life, and some saw it as a necessary evil for the ultimate end that they want in their journey. But I can tell you that none of them ever wanted it to shape out how it did. Is that so? Yes, it is, my king. And not one of you thought to simply ask for the funds. One does Why not s- ask such things from a prestigious kingdom as this. And, well, many of us did not know the extent of the situation until we were within the city walls itself. Gods, and you hear some shuffling of armor as they start to step into the room. One guard comes up behind Ophelia and the other behind Quill. Not immediately. See to it that you escort Councillor Friedrich to his quarters and at this point Ophelia you feel who you now know is Friedrich Bristle (laughs) your excellency this is highly unorthodox I brought them here as requested but you know my sin I would wish I would request of my king to be present during this interrogation And those words echo out, empty, into the chamber. And for the first time, rather than this aesthetic glare that the king seems to have, you actually see his forehead furrow and his lips press thin as his eyes fall to his advisor. My my king, I, I only intended to... Enough. I know your sentiments. I have heard them at length. You have performed your duty to the crown and the throne. Allow me to do my due diligence and learn the nature of this theft for myself. Gods, if you would please, without touching Friedrich, 
the two of them step to either side and face each other and gesture away from the throne with their with their other hands. In those hands, they both have spears. Now, decorative or actually functional, you don't know. But you know that they were armed as you walked past them up these stairs to this hall. And it's at that point that with the whip of his cloak and the clanking of his armor, he's almost as professionally as one can when they have just been scolded like a puppy. (laughs) He strides out of the room, evenly paced. And if you care to look, I will give you some extra detail. But keep in mind, you're standing in front of the king. Jericho is keeping his undivided attention at the king. Uh, Ophelia is looking down at her shoes, trying not to laugh. (laughs) (laughs) I want you to make a drive roll to avoid being spotted laughing. You're trying to keep your emotions in check. Sorry, Will. Will is the new stat for drive. I've switched that around on you guys. I apologize. No worries. Okay. Um, I don't have any... If you don't have a mod, then it's just a straight D6 roll. Oh, no, no, no. I do, I do have a mod. Sorry, oh, good. I was the wrong thing. Whew. Thankfully, that is a crit. Oh, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, boy. You successfully hide your emotion. I'm sorry, elf woman. Was that amusing to you? And that's when the pair of you feel Quill flinch. She says nothing. And that's when the king sits back in his throne, arms on his rests. He shrugs. Honestly, it was quite funny to me. Uh, With all due respect, Your Highness, that was absolutely hilarious. He has this musical laugh to him. And as his voice echoes off the room, you hear the doors you just entered click shut behind. I must apologize for the temperament of my advisor. Councilor Friedrich is oftentimes loyal to the throne, but not to his own tongue. Now, I will preface this with a sense of uncertainty for both of us. I can only imagine how you must feel being invited into my quarters, the man you just stole from. I must admit, my king, there were many of us that were very worried when we first entered the walls of your hallowed home. 
He gestures with both hands behind you. Look around. Jericho does. You don't see a single guard in the room. If you Jer wanted to, you could take me down on my throne as we speak. My king, I do not think that would be necessary. In fact, it would be improper of us. <laughs> to say the least, my young friend. The very least. Yes. My king, how can we be of assistance to you? So, wait, we could just, like... You're saying we could just murder you on the spot? What are you talking no, about? No, 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 Quill. It is, what? what? Okay, Quill, look at me. And he's going to turn and break. He's going to break this entire aura of professionalism and look to Quill. Okay, Quill, look. It was called a, a term of expression, okay? We are not going to kill him. We are not going to do anything like that. Okay, right, fine. That's cool. You, you do the talking. It's fine, it's fine, it's fine. He's, he's staring at me. Just talk to him, please. Okay. He's going to turn back and kind of like meekly smile at the king. The king is smiling warmly. He's he's almost grinning ear to ear as he inspects and takes the three of you in. Of all the funds of Brule, that sum that you stole from us is minuscule in retrospect. He takes in a big breath. <sighs> but I must impress upon you the nature of why I don't simply give out the gold myself. Tell me, in your visits here, as you inspected the route, as your party learned of the layout of our building, of our palace, its structural integrity, its weaknesses, did you notice the beggars? Yes, it had not to. They were quite numerous, yes. And which of these did you help? I helped myself. You helped only yourself? Do not mistake me for a benevolent person. The money that I gave went to the church simply because of my nature. I am on a quest for myself. I act benevolent and I do my best to protect those that I am ferrying and guiding whether it be physically through the forest or spiritually, but... He lurches forward, elbows to his knees again, and points at you, Jericho. Then please explain to me the nature of why you would give Imperial gold to an orc. And you remember in a flash that there was a beggar, an orc, who was separate from all the other beggars, isolated, the only orc in the entire city, for all you know that you gave gold to and that you left in tears. Do you take it for some political action? I would have you explain. And I will learn for that myself. 
Do you know the religion that I follow? I will not assume anything more than what I have been told through observation. He needed Help. guidance. He I needed guidance. Spiritually. And as my teachings have shown, the kind like him are the ones that we can help the most. And if you don't buy that, then simply take it as the answer that he was the lucky one in 10 million. You did not single him out as an orc amongst the crowd. I did not know he was an orc until I got close to him. And that still did not change your mind. Why would it? Someone needs help. That is all I saw. I want you to roll some kind of a persuasive roll. Tell me the stat you're thinking and mm -hmm. do so with an empowered roll. Roll it twice and use the highest number. Well, I did put um, for social, I put instinct. I okay. guess in some sense, he'd be speaking with the raw truth that he believes in measurement. Yes. And empowered. Okay, good. That is a altogether a seven. Seven. That's the highest roll you got. Yes. Okay. In fact, actually, I'm going to have Ophelia roll something similar. Will you roll to to observe or learn something from him, from the king? Yes. Let me know your stat and then go ahead and roll. I'm going to roll in aware. Okay. And that is a five. With a five, I will tell you, and with awareness as well, you feel the intensity, this sudden shift in his tone and in his body language soften with his comments, with Jericho's comments. And Jericho, with your instinct, you become acutely aware of the interplay of gold shimmering through the room again. And you notice that that gold glints in the king's eyes as he was very close to coming to tears. You do not realize the burden I bear as king, and yet you act with the same proficiency and drive as I would. I am constrained by my throne to ensure that the funding within my coffers remains here. This is how the greater nation of Malbanara functions. Our city is a port. It is a trade town. Indeed, even if you were to descend the shale crystal cliffs below, you would find our harbors are some of the best in the entire country. You will not find a single orc there. You will not find a single wolfkin, troll, automata. Each of these was sent away during and after the war. And you chose to help them. Like Purely to help. Do I understand you correctly, young man? Yes, to some extent. What you said was true and wrong. It is true I helped only to help. 
but I do know the burden that you are going through. I do know what the constraints are like. Let it be the case that if I can do it, you can as well. Make another persuasion roll of some kind. Not empowered? No, okay. not this time. That is an eight this time. The way that social works is when you have a successful role and someone else rolls either more than you or equal to you, you get a plus one on the result. So you have a total of nine for that role. When you're in social, as long as you're capitalizing on improved roles, even if you roll low and you roll increased from there, you begin to gain points with that character. Oh. So far, you have gained, I believe it was five with instinct and now nine. It was um, seven with instinct. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Seven and nine for a total of 16. You just unlocked something mechanically with the king. Oh my. I, he kind of catches himself. And for the first time, even as a king, he's very well composed. You know that he's been trained as a boy to lead, to be a leader of men, to be a guide of morality and stalwartness in the face of danger and immorality and what the kingdom stands for. He swallows, kind of licks the inside of his mouth as it's suddenly gone dry. I wish your sentiments could be true. And as you go to speak, he'll hold up a hand. No more, child. As you wish, my king, as you wish. The war has devastated families, children. It has returned fathers and sons broken, and some not at all. My alliances to the other kingdoms and tribes of Malbanara prevent me from sharing from these coffers. And that's when he leans in and beckons the three of you closer. I step forward. I step forward. He doesn't stop beckoning you three until you are within earshot as he whispers. You are within feet of the king. You must understand what I am about to tell you could jeopardize my rule. I must have you sworn under oath to the King of Brule. Whatever oath and office I might have in divulging this information to you, I would that you keep it to yourselves. Are we understood? I swear to the three gods and goddesses that I will not tell anyone. 
what you say will not leave this room. Gwil? She kind of shuffles a bit and clears her throat, stands up straight, shoulders back. I swear. Good. I have seen far too many enter these quarters and beg for my aid. And for sheer politics, I am forced to deny them. His voice gets low. I, in my high tower here, cannot say that <laughs> For a king, it is quite difficult to interact with the lay folk, you understand. For someone of my station, it is difficult to hear of the crimes and challenges that those at far flung corners of my kingdom and of Malbanara at large. It is quite difficult for me to understand the the thefts that occur from the rich. It is, it is difficult for me to... And you see, I want... Actually, I want Ophelia, roll awareness for me. In fact, if you have another stat in social, what is that? Um... I... I did not put anything in social. <laughs> That's just fine. That's just fine. I'm going to have you... What? Where did you put your awareness in, if I could ask? Oh, shoot. I actually forgot to do all of this. You're good. You're good. You're good. But yeah, I, would, I probably actually would put uh, my awareness into social. Okay. So we have one bubble in social. Okay. Knowing that I want you to use your awareness and make a roll with that modifier. Okay. Oh, that's not good. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I rolled a one. Oh, boy. You have no idea what the king's talking about. <laughs> now... Jericho, I'm going to have you do the same, but in this moment, you're not going to be rolling instinct. Mm -hmm. I want you to roll either awareness or smarts. I will do smarts because that's not a minus one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I didn't roll good either. That's a three in total. Three in total. Okay. You don't really understand what he's getting at either, but you know that he's speaking to you in code. He's trying to communicate something to you. He's trying to get you guys to understand something. And that's when Quill says, so you want us to do something for you in regards to the thefts? I cannot confirm that. Personally, and he, he brushes his fingers across his mustache. Personally, it would be quite difficult for me to understand the nature of every crime that occurs outside of Empire, or even within its walls, within its borders. 
However, if someone were to steal from the coffers of the exorbitant and to place them into the hands of the poor, I cannot say that I do not empathize with those. Wouldn't you agree, young elf? And Quill immediately looks to Jericho in a panic. Jericho will just kind of give a thumbs up. So she'll look the tiniest of smirks crosses her lips. She focuses on the king again with confidence and just excitedly gives a bunch of little nods. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I would hope that in the coming days and weeks that you would never return to Brule with the intent to steal from its coffers. Is that clear? Well, my king, I do not think I will be returning to Brule for ever, actually. I am disheartened to hear that. Well, my king, I would love to stay and come back, but my quest demands me that I go somewhere else. That is what led me to Brule. It is what will lead me away from it for now. Uh, a question, my king, if you do not mind answering. Yes. Um, um, Dale, what were the name of the mountains again? The mountains across the country or the Halford Mountains? The Halford, that's what it was. Okay, the central mountains where you're from, mm-hmm. yes. What, what do you know of, do you know of a monastery of the Halford Mountains? They help escort pilgrims to the Three Sister Lakes. Oh, I've made the pilgrimage myself. <laughs> I, I am actually to lead with them. You are to lead them, you say? Yes, the three gods. You know them, right? I'm aware of a, and he scratches it as, He's got a little bit of a neck beard going on. He hasn't <laughs> shaved today. I'm aware of a uh, a tiger, a snake, and a bird of some kind. <laughs> a uh, tiger, a turtle, and a dragon. Ah, yes, yes. Um, I was close. You're very I was close. close. Yes, I have to give you that is much better than it has been ever <laughs> since I left the lands. But uh, the dragon, the he dragon of indomitability, is named Mehishimet. I have a, say, unique relationship with the god. I am his vessel. I am to bear his power in our plane. He has chosen me. And he has been taken. I must stop you. And at that point, you see the humor in his eyes leaves him. His smile disappears and his hand comes up again. He leans in. As much as I can not sympathize with, well, I can certainly sympathize with those that steal from the spoiled and give to the poor, I must also caution divulging such, and he struggles for a minute, sacred information. My king, it is not sacred whatsoever. It is practically announced from the Pedipus that I am to inherit him. 
you misunderstand. And at this point, he starts gaping a little bit as if he's thinking about what to say, but the wars do not come. Either of you can make any sort of social role or intel role would even do well too here. Mikey, do you know something about the disappearance of my god? I do not know anything about the disappearance of any entity, divine or otherwise. My rule is here in Brule. I am solely focused here. Now, if you want, you can roll a roll to discern whether or not he is lying. I, I'll, I'll try to use instinct, see if he can catch wind of something. Okay, go ahead and roll. Uh, seven in total. Seven in total. And then what did you roll for the earlier roll, Hobbit, if anything? Uh, I rolled an aware, and I got a six total. Six and seven. You got instinct? Okay. You know for a fact that this man is telling the truth. That he does not know about the the dragon. He does not know about Mehegemet. But that there is a reason why he is asking you to stop divulging the information. And he, as he did before in talking codedly to you earlier, he is speaking in code now. Now, with your combined roles, I'm going to do this in an interesting way. Hobbit, with your awareness, awareness is very much focused on your empathy and how you relate to people, how you take in the vibe of both people and greater powers. When you hear the king hold a hand up and tell Jericho to stop, you, your empathy kicks in and you, you start to get a sense that this man is, he is hiding something. But the thing that he is hiding is the thing that he does not want to hear more about. He's trying to prevent the knowledge that's being presented to him to become relevant to the thing that he is hiding. Mm. And for your instinct role, now that we've gotten we've we've gotten that side of it with your instincts, you get the sense that he is telling the truth about Mehegemet and that he has no idea. Now, together, if you guys talk about this later, you could get some new insight as you work in social again. But for now, that is where you both stand. Well, it is. I can only encourage you, my young friends. That what you have by way of quest or honeydews <laughs> is your business alone. Well, Dirico's asking for support, but uh, <laughs> I understand, my king. Please know that the only support I can give is that I will not have you thrown in jail for your actions today. Which we are absolutely grateful for, Your Highness. He kind of cocks a head at you, Ophelia. He looks back at Jericho. Where did you pick this one up? Uh, an old friend of mine. Surely not from the Halford Mountains herself. 
close. It is no. a small village. A resting stop close to the Three Sister Lakes. My monastery often goes through there in pilgrim protection. You would not be the daughter of the Bark Hollows. Um, yes. Hearing yes, this, Jericho's going to take a step back. <laughs> you see, I, I divulged to you that I had visited the town. There's no need to be alarmed. But I would say that your fairy berry ale was most delicious when I tried it as a boy. Is there any way that you could pass on to your family to... No, no. And he waves a hand in front of his face. There's... He leans in forward again. Would you be able to pass on a message? Um, sure, I'm not... I can't exactly guarantee when the message will be passed along. I'm not entirely sure when I'll be headed back that way, but yes. I will speak to you, and then I will send my messengers myself. That ale was one of the most delicious treats I've ever had, and I would open up a community line of sorts to my private vintner. <laughs> and you know, as... The fairy berry he's talking about, it's a children's drink. It's essentially root beer. <laughs> it's it's like it's like sarsaparilla, a little bit of sarsaparilla, but predominantly huckleberry. It's like this weird combination of flavor that's both sweet and tangy, and kids go nuts over it. But he just kind of presses his fingertips together, like it's like the uwu finger touch, but with <laughs> all of his hands together, all of his fingers together. I I can't say that I would be condescending my rank as king, but I simply must inquire if you could pass on my deepest appreciation for the creations of your fathers. It was simply one of the best drinks I had as a boy. Oh, absolutely. And uh, I will... Uh, I'll have him send a couple of casks uh, your way. Yes, um... And you you actually, he holds his hand in the air and swipes as if he's trying to pull cloth from the air. Um, pinched between his fingers, he holds a light and snaps his fingers. With a puff of smoke, you hear, yes, my king. And immediately behind Ophelia, you hear this voice and you jump and turn to see the three of you turn to see this tall lithe hellbound she has bright red skin and with the shimmering gold her horns the horns that crest from the two sides of her forehead up and around the sides of her own head like a ram she has long black hair that's been braided down to about the small of her back. And she wears, again, the red of the crown. She looks at the king with amber, almost golden eyes with a smile as she bows her head. 
How might I be of service, my king? See to it, he says to her, that you send a message to the brewers at the Holford Mountains. You know the one that I went to as a boy. Yes, my king, you speak of it quite often. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> yes, I do. Uh, if, my dear, if you would please pass on the message, I wish to send how much for one of these casks? Um, it doesn't matter. I wish for 30 casks of fairy berry ale. Can you please make for make for the Messenger's Guild and send word immediately? Yes, my king. And she bows her head again. She's so sweet. She's she's this tall, she's kind of shapely. She's got this robe on. She's got the garb of, of the king and of the crown. And then he thanks her and she turns on her heel, walks away. She has a long tail. Her tail is actually, if it were drooping to the ground, it would probably drag by about six inches. But it's kind of swishing behind her. It's very reptilian, but it's not scaled. And as she makes a few confident strides away, she <laughs> puffs into smoke and is gone. A very useful ally to have, I must say so. She, her mother was actually associated with my own father, and they were good friends for quite some time. She was able to teach her daughter the ways of, well, buttling, if you could call it that. She's one of my favorite servants, a treasured friend. I can see why. Uh, if we're ever back this way again, I'm going to have to ask her if she can teach me that uh, disappearing trick. Oh, he swirls his hand in the air and snaps again. Shelby! No, 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 no. I, I, I didn't mean right now. Yes, my king. I'm so sorry, my dear. This young wee folk, is that what we call it? He's being like, in the same way that you would be sensitive to someone of a different race, you're trying to like, what's the politically correct term to say, essentially, is what he's doing. <laughs> he's, he, it's, he's being as diplomatic as possible. He's, he's wincing. He's like, what, how, uh, this young lady, what is your name? Uh, forgive me, I've, I've not introduced myself. Uh, my name is Ophelia Barcolo. Yes, Barcolo. I am the uh, heir to the uh, Barcolo Brews. You don't say. Yes, this is, I'm quite excited at the prospect. It's... Anyway, please see to it that once you are done speaking with the messengers that you come back and find Miss Ophelia. She has a request of you later on. Yes, my king. And she will turn, nod at Ophelia. Her eyes are glinting gold and just this sweet air about her, as frightening as she might be to a child with the red skin. And even as she smiles, there's actually her canines, like we have, are a little bit elongated and a little bit sharp. Not vampiric, but definitely not normal. Even in smiling slightly, you see that, but there's nothing about her that belies any sort of malintent. It is all warmth. And you can't tell if that's just the nature of the hellfire that burns within her or her personality. In either case, you feel welcomed and at ease with her. I will see you later, Miss Ophelia. Um, yeah, uh, see, see you later. She bows one more time, just inclines the head, steps away, and <laughs> gone again. 
And the king settles back with a sigh. He runs his hand across his hair. Now, you, young man, what is your name? Jericho. Please understand, I do not intend to send away any one of your importance. And with that, he kind of levels a look at you. And I think... With given the context, even if you're not very socially acute at times, you do pick up that he knows he heard you, he knows your rank, he knows your role. But understand that a man in my position, a man in a more difficult position than king, such as myself, it would be unwise to divulge any more of your quest to me. And I can only promise that you will not be harmed or accosted under one condition. What is it, if I may ask? He leans in again. He points at you, and I imagine that you took a step back, but he will beckon you closer again. And he lays a hand on your shoulder and levels a look at you. His eyes, his eyebrows are thick. He always looks like he's glaring at people. But you see the emotion behind his eyes. Do what you must to ensure that the people of Brule have food on their table. And Ophelia, I want you to roll one more aware with an empowerment. Two D6s take the higher number. Okay. Uh, Six total. With a six, you pick up what he's been hinting at when it comes to giving, taking from the rich, giving to the poor, but you also understand something else. There's something in your empathy behind how you're communicating with this man, behind how he's communicating with you. You realize that that sum of money that that several thousand coin worth of gold and gems you know business you may not have paid attention because you wanted to but you were there and you knew that when the economy was good people would come and spend when it was low people would not spend there were some that were constant, frequent flyers. They'd come. Travelers were a great boon during the slow times. And when things were great, you would put away. But it was always, it always seemed to be contingent on how well the greater nation was doing. And there were times you remember, there were moments where all of this is coming to you as a memory drawn out by your empathy to the king. But you recall times when your dad would stay up late, stressing, going over ledgers, because he'd heard a report that the markets had fallen. And I'm not sure, you probably have the wherewithal and the intelligence to parse this together. You guys took money from the reserves, and the thought comes to mind that you might have made business owners, other fathers, mothers fret over their expenses in the same way that your father once did. Oof. 
my game. That is the absolute last thing I wanted. Please understand, son, that regardless of where your intentions carry you, that should you leave someone here, I will have enough emissaries to facilitate taking care of those that have nothing for themselves. I cannot take co coin from these coffers. But if someone were to step forward and take on the responsibility of ensuring that the coin flows freely, such travesty, such... He blinks and you actually see his... He swallows, trying to contain emotion. I can't bear the thought that someone goes hungry because of what has happened here. And that's when you hear, I'll do it. And the king looks to Quill. Surprise on his face. You're saying that I need to... Uh, take from the rich, give to the poor kind of a thing? I'm not sure that I would say it in those words. No, I'm pretty sure you, that's exactly what you said. You said take from the rich, give to the poor. So, And the king kind of blinks at her. Look, your highness, I don't know what it's like to be in the king's presence, all right? I, I, well, I'm, I can't say that I was not surprised by that. Well, yeah, you don't have to lay it on thick. Look, I'm just saying, I want to help. I lost people too. And frankly, if you'll have me, I'd love to find the bugger that was responsible for this. <laughs> and the king leans in. What do you mean? Right, so, um, when... There were more than just the three of us originally in this whole entire thing. One fell in battle and the other stopped us in the back and that's why everything went the way it did. I am sorry for your loss. And uh, the one who stopped us in the back, we can't find him, he disappeared. Well, the king arches an eyebrow. I think we know precisely who stole from the Brulean reserves, don't we? Indeed, and I hope every arrow within earshot of him finds purchase in his scaly backside. The king gapes for a minute. He's smiling. He narrows his eyes at Ophelia. I really enjoy you. Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> With the way this is going, Ophelia, you might find yourself as a courtier. <laughs> you have you have a few years yet to gain the experience, but eventually I would imagine that it is possible. And I'm not just saying that because I like your ale. I say it with full respect of your character. I have to say this. Uh, quite an interesting change. Usually uh, back home I'm getting told off for, you know, being a bit uh, being a bit too forward. 
Well, I suppose I envy you. In my station, I cannot be as forward as I would enjoy. Well, my young friends, Ophelia, Jericho, and what is your name? Oh, it's, uh, it's Quill. Quill. You are free to go. And please, and he actually reaches behind himself into a pouch and grabs five gold coins for each of you. Take this for your travels and go with the king's blessing. None shall touch you. And so I am aware, who was this backstabber that made things go south on you? Uh, a fellow by the name of Clegger. And uh, she starts uh, describing what he looks like and everything. I will see to it that he is taken care of. On your way. And while you go, please call in Friedrich for me. Huh, will do. May the great three guide you on your way to success, my king. My friend, Jericho. Yes. I would that you would speak with the priest at the temple here once more. I believe he might have had some time to mull over precisely how he wishes to support you. I... I will do as you suggest. Your guidance is well appreciated. For one your age, your... <laughs> your wisdom is forthcoming, but even as such... It is more profound than I expected. I have had to cultivate it through many hardships, my king. That was literally one of the weirdest compliments I've ever heard in my life. Like, <laughs> ser like, your highness, forgive me, but that was that was weird, wasn't it? That was you can you can admit that was weird. Quill. The king just smirks and shakes his head. He sits back in his chair. He'll kind of wave you off. But he'll he does it in a way that's very respectful. It's more of a gesture, a wave. Thank you, my young friends. I do have some business matters to attend to, so if you would please send in Councillor Friedrich as you go, I would most appreciate it. He'll Jericho will just simply friendly nod and turn to leave. Ophelia will do the same. Now, as you guys are finishing off, as you step away, you go out and you see the two guards back at their post at the bottoms of the stairs and waiting on the balcony, leaning on his elbows as he's kind of perched there looking out over the fountain below. Um, you see water squirt up from there again and you realize that the waves are still coming in. The tide is coming in and it actually shoots up a little higher before it hits back into the pool. But as the doors open, Friedrich doesn't move. He's just staring down at the fountain. 
Hey, Piddle Porridge, the king wants to see you. Yes, yes, thank you so much, short stuff. Or should I call you Footstool? And he stands up and moves past the three of you through the door. That is only a face a mother could love. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Quill. Yeah. I'm proud of you. She's... It's that, it's that smile where you're like pursing your lips and you cannot for the life of you keep your lips together because you're smiling so hard. This may be where we part ways for now, but this is not where our journey will end. No, I was going to be the one to say that. <laughs> yes, of course you will, my friend. He'll she go in. She cuts you off in a hug. Jericho is going to give a very warm hug back. You and have definitely with... become the greatest that you could have ever been. And you will only get greater. I was going to say, that was a really poor compliment until the very end, and you redeemed yourself. Just shut up and hug me. <laughs> He's going to hug her back very, very warmly. And that's when she actually reaches out, and you see her fingers kind of twiddling in your direction, Ophelia, beckoning you closer. Oh, Ophelia absolutely goes in for the hug. Cuddle puddle! And did you say cuddle puddle? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It's at that point that you actually realize her shoulders are shaking. And she is, she pulls herself away and immediately turns away. Her She's rubbing at her face. Your robes are wet. They're damp where her eyes were. Right, that's, that's enough. Um, uh, one more thing. I can't take much more of this. Just get on with it. He's going to take off his own necklace of um, the Hegemit. The one that was given to him all those years ago. He's going to kind of weigh it up in his hand. Kind of look at it, ruminate on the memories. And what? hand it what? to Quill. What? No, 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 no. That, this is not the gift that give you me, can refuse. You can't give me this. It's... <laughs> Yes, I can. Her voice gets her voice gets all squeaky, like that that strain in the voice that only dogs can hear, kind of a thing. If you are to come visit me in the Halford Mountains, bearing this will get you unbarred access to the monastery. It'd be much easier to find me that way. Her this bottom is more, lip is. Good. This is more than a gift. It is an invitation for you to come back. You are my friend, and. Honestly, there are still many things I would love to discuss with you. Next time, we will be greater people. You will be the kings and look around to see if there's any guards uh, looking. <laughs> and you notice that the raisin will just give her a wink. And I'll hopefully be the vessel of Mahishimut. Imagine the stories we'll have to share. Over, and he looks to Ophelia, a pint of very, very meat. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. Did <laughs> you mean that's also one of my favorites? And he just bought an entire season's worth. Well, there you go. It's good to make business with the king, eh? 30 kegs. I can't even imagine how much that is. That, 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 that's, actually, that's actually more than a season's worth. That's easily like two seasons worth. That... Oh. Well, looks like first round's on you then, eh? Uh, yes. <laughs> 
Sounds look, right to me. And you see that she is actually openly weeping now. She's not, she's still trying to like covertly wipe her eyes, but she's openly weeping as she's hearing you guys. Jericho will go in for another hug. Yeah, so so will Ophelia. Bear hug, all of you. Bear hug. <laughs> As you separate, you take the time during the day to walk with Quill as you go through town. And she's doing shopping. She's You notice as you've been working with her in the past, she was very close. Her shoulders were always slumped. Her head was down, eyes low. She would be covertly inspecting the area for a threat. She was like, imagine a dog at the pound that had just been taken away from a fight ring. They're very wary. And that's how she was before. As you guys are wandering the streets of Brule, even the people that recognized you from the night before, the shop owners that you made eye contact with as you fled on a cart, she nods at them, smiling, walks in, and says, I'd like to uh, buy a loaf of bread. And she does what she can. She stops at the baker. She stops at the butcher. She stops at, she stops by one of the local farmers in the market for milk and cheese. She stops by the herbalists for peppers and she creates a sandwich. Huzzah! (laughs) And from there, as she's walking, she spots a beggar just at the street corner there before it turns left towards the the gate before you guys are probably going to be leaving yourselves. And with her last coin, she walks up and drops it in. She sighs heartily. (sighs) You know, you two have really screwed me up. You know that, right? (laughs) As you have to us. Uh, I don't know if you want us to say that we're sorry or you're welcome. Both. Let's go with both. Both will do. <laughs> well, yeah, both works. I believe the only other business we have is to uh, return to the church and then we'll be going back to the healthier mountains. Right. Her shoulders kind of sink a little bit. Just know that I'm going to make sure that I do better than what Clegger ever did. I don't think you need to make sure, Quill. You already have. And she's just beaming at that point. She gives you both individual hugs this time. She throws her arms around your neck, Jericho, and then immediately after a tight squeeze, she kneels down and scoops Ophelia up for another hug. And then she says, sorry, sorry. She brushes herself up, stands up, adjusts her bow over her shoulders. She has a sandwich in hand. She splits it into three pieces, gives each of you one, and then nods and darts off towards the front gate. But instead of turning right towards the gate, she turns left towards the upper class district. 
You know, Ophelia, I think we somehow did good. Yeah, we did good, I think, but that was all very confusing. <laughs> well, all I know is that all is all well at end well, I guess. Well, yeah. the path is laid clear. Talk to the church and then back home. Yeah, yes, so. Our journey is coming to a close, isn't it? Yeah, I thought it would be longer, honestly. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. Jericho, I need you to roll an instinct. Crit. You hear footsteps plodding up behind you. At the risk of sounding cliche, I'd say that your journey is just getting started, for better or for worse. As you turn around and see Jeffrey in his robes standing behind you. Oh, come on. We've got a lot to talk about. Yes. And that that's where we are going to end it for tonight. Oh, baby! Season one finale! <laughs> <laughs> if this was a TV show, that is where season one would finish. Absolutely. That's cool. I'm so glad. Oh, oh my gosh. Dale, you can't do this to me. Why? <laughs> my heart can only take so much. <laughs> Hey, thanks for listening to this presentation of Eshabel Tolls. If you'd like to support what we're doing, you can give us a five-star rating wherever you listen to podcasts and subscribe to our Kofi for as little as two bucks a month. When you do more than five bucks a month, you can submit a description for an NPC, an opposing adventurer, hero, or even a god to inhabit the world of the story. It's our little way of saying thank you for supporting and listening to our project. So thanks again. We'll see you the next time the bell tolls for our adventure.